Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to What's On With Stephen Daz. This is a podcast dedicated to television, specifically what we're watching. Welcome to episode 140. I'm Steph. <laughs> and I'm Robin. And you are Robin. <laughs> yeah. Daz is at the beach, which is so funny because she lives at the beach, but this week they're on vacation at the beach. Ah. And we just want to talk about X-Files, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, oh, good. Uh, this week we're talking about the shows airing the week of July 19th through 25th. So let's just talk about these shows right quick and then we'll get to X-Files. And I'm sorry if you're not interested in hearing about X-Files, but we just had to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mainly why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, I've told Steph all this already, but uh, I've pretty much given up on watching live TV. So a lot of this stuff I'm like, oh, I should watch that sometime. <laughs> So go ahead. <laughs> Do you watch anything on Sunday? Um. Yeah. Uh. I I do watch True Detective, but I have not watched last week's because I was in, you know, preparing for New York City and all that. Or actually, I wasn't New what, York City. <laughs> what do you think about season two of True Detective? It is. Uh, it is still watchable, but confusing. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. enjoying some of the performances. I don't think they're as as bad as uh, people think. People say, um, but uh, yeah, it's just really confusing. If they kind of narrowed down on some of those subplots, uh, perhaps uh, you know, like I was actually excited when it seemed like uh, uh, Colin Farrell got killed, <laughs> like the mm-hmm. second episode. I was like, oh, that was ballsy, but it was actually just buckshot, you know. Um, so because I was actually looking forward to them narrowing down the subplots, but. Uh, nope, still going. I don't know what happened last week, but I'm looking forward to seeing. Because I heard it's like a, it's like some some. I saw a couple of like, uh, you know, entertainment entertainment reviews saying basically like, too little, too late. They tried to redo, restructure it or whatever. But I have no idea what the details are. <laughs> hmm. Oh, oh, okay. They jumped ahead a couple of months. Ah, uh, okay. And like, some things are reshuffled or whatever i think it's ridiculous and over the top (laughs) (laughs) oh that first episode i mean colin farrell was just (laughs) it was amazing it is over the topness (laughs) oh man and i think everything having to do with riggins character what is his name Uh, i think it's tim riggins (laughs) tim riggins okay tim riggins (laughs) everything having to do with his character is so ridiculous yeah and i roll my eyes so yeah, I don't think it's as, it's not near as it's just it's trying to be as good as the first season, and it's like trying to mock it. It's trying to make it's trying to pretend to be it, and it's just not. Well, and I'm I'm watching it with 
Edward, and I'm not hate watching it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not really enjoying it. I mean, to me, it seems like it's trying to be a Michael Mann film this 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 season, rather than uh, this you know deep Louisiana like possibly supernatural uh, detective gothic horror gothic yeah. yeah detective tale. Now it's more like you know like Miami Vice, Collateral, that kind of thing. You know, with yeah. our our seedy uh, criminal. Uh, oh, Underlord or whatever that's uh, You know he's trying to get out <laughs> They keep pulling him back in You know and you know cops Corrupt here and there and Yeah it's it's, it's Unfortunately not very intriguing I um, Fortunately though I do like the actors involved So I mean I love Rachel McAdams And Vince Vaughn And um, Tim Riggins Tim Riggins <laughs> as much as Tim Riggins is being I don't know a little weird Um and uh, Colin Farrell. I'm really enjoying Colin Farrell. Like, I'm a Colin Farrell fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. But all right, but it's crazy. All right, bullseye. anything else? <laughs> He's bullseye. So. <laughs> I haven't seen it. The Punisher. The Daredevil. The the movie. You haven't seen the Daredevil movie? Oh yeah, years ago when it first came. <laughs> I don't even. Remember. You put it out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Anything on Monday night? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I don't watch. A and lot, I really, lot. and I really don't know what airs what night because like Marin might come on Monday nights. I'm not sure. I think mm-hmm. it's Tuesday night though. And another period on uh, Comedy Central it reminds me of Drunk History, except without the drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> Only there's a lot like, of Comedy Central shows. I'm like, oh man, I I'm dying to get caught up on that. You know, and, and like I just heard that Key and Peele were ending, and I was like. Oh, I, I watched the first season of that and really liked it. And uh, yeah, I, I should I always watch get that. To watch that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it's okay. But it's I, I like where they'll have like a um, historical character come in every episode, like <laughs> Freud or Mark Twain or whatever. But nice. it's okay. Could be better. Isn't uh, Ricky Ricky Lindholm in that? Yes, yeah. and uh, just recently, the other one, Kaguchi. Oh, uh, Kate, Kate Makuchi, yeah. It's a fun yeah, name to say once you get your mind around it. <laughs> yeah. she's She's been on the past couple of episodes because there's they have a sister who's like a suffragette. Is that a person who is for women voting? <laughs> I believe so. So she's like an early feminist. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a that's my favorite part cool. of the episode. Yeah, and then Unreal is my favorite show. You've this been summer. talking all about this, and I've just been I really it's it's on my list. It's on my list. Oh, so good. But I won't talk about anything. Uh, oh, have you? Did you watch? You haven't watched Wayward Pines. Nope, that's another one. I'm like, I got to get caught up on that eventually. I mean, uh, it's funny because. Uh, I was just doing a uh, podcast marathon and, uh, like, you know, uh, being behind a mic on one. And we're, somebody brought up Wayward Pines, and I was like, is that the show that they air around the new X-Files ads? Because <laughs> 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 that's all I hear. It's like, tune in to Wayward Pines. You'll see, you'll see like, five seconds more of the X-Files revival. Like, <gasps> but fortunately, it comes, like, online almost immediately. So I just watch those ads that way. So Yeah. Yeah, Wayward Pines is one of those shows where it's the summer talk about show. It's the, yeah. the show that you got to watch to talk about it online. 
it was okay. Was it? I mean, and, was it like extant or under the dome level of terrible? Was it better than that at least? Um, it's not <laughs> terrible. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it, it's just it's just ridiculous, <laughs> and uh, like Matt Dillon, like it's very it's very serious. Like it uh-huh. needs a little levity. Yeah, it's just it's okay. And I'm still watching Teen Wolf. I love it. And Rectify. You're not watching this season. You'll wait and watch it all together. Oh, yeah. I, I binged one through two uh, and was very, I was blown away by it. I, I loved it. And uh, then season three came on. I was like, I can't just watch one one at a time. I'm not going to be held to that. <laughs> I will wait till it's over yeah. and then watch it all. But is it good so far? Oh, yeah, and there's some funny stuff in it, and there is uh, somebody cool. that we haven't seen on TV lately um, who was in this past episode. Rick Moranis. Shocked. No. Hmm. Don Knotts. Uh, <laughs> is he still alive? Uh, no, he died. <laughs> Abe uh, Vigoda. <laughs> I'll just keep guessing. No, no, right. no, no. You'll, you'll, you'll be. I'll let you be surprised. All right. And then Sweet. Saturday, Hannibal. You're not watching Hannibal. I'm again. Uh, it's so hard because I just saw something about like possibly Red Dragon stuff happening, and I'm like, oh! But I know it's going to be so satisfying when it's over. Uh, I think in September, and I'm just going to binge through that entire thing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, because it's like it's been cut in half, like. Like, we just finished up the first half, and now we're starting the second half, and it's completely different. I watched the first episode, uh, the season premiere, and I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. I'm just like, uh, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just, I, you know, I need more Jillian in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so tell me what you have been watching. Uh, again, I'm I'm on the binge watch model now. I'm trying to stay away from live TV until it's uh, done airing. Um, luckily, there is a live TV show that uh, just released all its episodes online that I that that gave me the option to binging. And of course, since I'm an X Files nerd, I have to tune in for Aquarius. Um, so, uh, did you uh, did you binge that? Did you watch any of that? I watched three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. I don't know. I just I, NBC yeah. just drives me nuts. It's the NBCness of it. <laughs> like if it wasn't NBC, I would enjoy it. Really? Like I really liked David Duchovny. I thought he was great. Uh-huh. Um, I liked who's the young girl, the blonde. Oh, she's officer. she's from the originals, right? And Vampire Diaries. Right, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I really liked. Yeah, I liked her, her too. Character. She came on screen. Yeah, but. Other than that, I yeah. just couldn't stick with it. Oh my gosh! And well, first off, I probably would have just not watched the whole thing if it wasn't for Duchovny, because Duchovny is just you know awesome and everything. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I probably would have tuned up. Yeah, but the problem is, Duchovny is, I think, is pretty miscast here. I mean, he's supposed to be like a hard nails uh, Jack Webb type. Um, but he, his decuffiness just shines through at every episode. So yeah. like he's playing a character that is, uh, you know, like his partner is supposed to be the relaxed one, the, the, the cool one, but like he ends up being, I, I don't know, his decuffiness 
it, it, it shines through. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a um, it's a contract obligation or something. Like he's got a contract that he he's got to do this before he can do X Files or something like that. I don't could know. Could be, could be, could be. He's looking for more. I don't know. He might have just been wanting to do something different. I mean. But the, the sickening thing about this whole thing is, is it's so weird because we got Charlie Manson as the big bad of the TV show. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can do with this fictional cop in pursuing Charlie Manson. I mean, three episodes in, or four episodes in, he tracks Manson down. He's basically investigating the missing, uh, the missing daughter of like his like ex girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he beats the snot out of Charlie Manson. And there's, like, maybe one or two other interactions the rest of the season. He's off doing his own um, standalone procedural show, um, Mm -hmm. investigating these different things, which is interesting itself. Like, if they got the Charlie Manson-ness out of this, this might have been a good snapshot of the 60s. And they could have done stuff like, you know, I mean, they deal with, uh, they have uh, um, Smash... (laughs) <laughs> Smash Williams yeah. as uh, like a Black Panther guy uh, and there's interesting things with that and the fact that his partner is married to uh, you know a, a, a black woman during the 60s um, and they've got some interesting things they could go to but they're they're constantly they've got they've got uh, Charlie Manson is the big bad and that that story only goes a certain way there's nothing like you know the ending of that story and how much can they how many how many hero moments can they give to this fictional cop that ultimately has no effect on Charlie Manson's life at all and then they they start like perhaps uh doing some fictional things with uh Charlie Manson's character that's you know inspired by uh real life events so i don't know it's the show seems so weird <laughs> yeah so and see and the Charlie Manson that they cast uh, he was not strong enough or maybe it was the writing i don't know uh, you know uh and it's hard to watch week after week this guy i, I mean it's it's renly baratheon from game of thrones <laughs> this guy just being a complete uh predator on everybody around him and everybody like nobody sees through it at all like everybody's like oh charlie charlie but I, you know, maybe that's the way it was back then. Yeah, <sighs> I hate NBC. Uh, <laughs> um, right, what now, else? right now, I, I just, I, I, I just started Bloodline. I'm really um, first episode. I was um, getting adjusted to the characters and everything, but last night I burned through two episodes and wanted to continue. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to binge right through that show. It's, uh, it's really good. Um, have you watched? Okay, so like, yeah, that? I watched the first episode and oh, I didn't okay. care for it. But you're saying like, if you can get to like the next couple, then it gets really good. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the next two. It's uh, they seem to be spotlighting each um, each family member. There's something mm-hmm. that basically uh, for your listeners, like it's like a a, a long lost older brother that comes to town and he. Like there's all this he's mystery like the black around. Sheep. Him. Yeah, he's the black sheep. But why is he the black sheep? And then there's, uh, you know, this is. Uh, have you? Did you watch Damages at all? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, these are the same people that ran the show Damages that are doing this show. And Damages was 
uh, nice for this, you know, uh, suspenseful, suspenseful because it would start off the beginning of a season um, showing you flashes of like crazy crap that happens at the end of the season. And then for each episode, it shows you more flashes to the end of the season. And by the time you get to the end of the season, it all wraps up in a nice little bow. And they Ooh. did it. They did it really well in, I think, the first and second season of Damages. I don't think I watched any more than that. But that's what they're doing with Bloodline. I mean, you saw at the end of the pilot that uh, somehow <laughs> Kyle Chandler is dragging his older brother through all this rain and, you know, flooding. Gets him onto a boat and skip ahead if you don't want the first episode to be spoiled for you folks. Uh, he sets that he sets that boat on fire and blows it up. <laughs> no, so, not Count Chandler. Yeah, exactly. Not Coach Taylor. My oh. coach. So many Friday night, Friday Night Lights people not acting like themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, the second episode gets in. Gets uh, we get to know more about the younger brother, and um, the third episode I got to learn more about Linda Cardellini's character, um, and also there they show more flashes of things that are happening, suspenseful, crazy shit that happens towards the end of the season. They like, whoa, what? How did they get to that? You know, so uh, it, it's you got to push yourself through it. I, but I felt like I don't know, I was. I was wrapped right up, especially, I mean, you start learning about this older brother and it's weird. It's like, you're like, is he like the total black sheep or is there a reason for this? Is there a reason why, you know, everybody doesn't like him and is it Mm -hmm. his fault or is it, you know, some sort of deep, dark family secret? So, uh, I'm enjoying it. Well, in the first episode, when the brother comes home and they're having a party or like a Somebody's getting married or something. And when he gets mad over where they sit him at the dinner table, yeah. I was like, okay, this <laughs> enough. Oh, it's true. I yeah. mean, he was like, um, you know, I'm, I'm the family member. And it was basically like he brought a date. And on one side, it's like the family is like, all right, we have been through this before. You're going to bring somebody that's going to act obnoxious and embarrass our mother and father. And then he's like, listen, I am a part of this family, whether you like it or not. And if you get to sit with your significant other, I'm going to sit with mine. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. And heroes. Oh, yeah. I am doing the Great Heroes (laughs) rewatch. I am in the doldrums of uh, mid-season three. I just started the Fugitives arc. Did you ever make it all the way through this show? I have no idea. It seems like maybe I did. Did you get to the Robert Nepper season with the carnival? Yeah. Yeah. So you might have. You might have made it all the way through. So right now I'm on this. I'm on the season before that, um, and it's when they're all like the character of Nathan Petrelli, who it's like one moment you're rooting for him, one moment he's the worst guy in the world. Right now he is the worst guy in the world, and he's trying to. Uh, put every every hero in like Guantanamo Bay essentially <laughs> um, and uh, yeah it man I was just I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push through it but it just does not hold together in this third season and I can't imagine how terrible the fourth season is but 
Season one and two were actually really good. I was very happy to see uh, Mr. David Anders again in season two, and he is just as great as he is in anything else in this in this show. Um, and uh, it's, it was a shame to see him um, basically get vaporized in season three so quickly. Mm, you mean David Anders from A Zombie? Yes. You know that show we do a podcast for, iZombiePodcast dot com. The number one fan. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> at least at least that's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about X-Files. Yes. I have a million questions. Bring it. Okay. 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 So, should should we let everybody in on what we're doing here? Like like what we've been doing. Oh, about okay, on Facebook as we're watching, we're discussing it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I'm just giving my overall broad first impression or what anyway so right yeah we're trying to we're trying to watch it get caught up before the revival is that what they're calling it the x-files revival revival, yes so how many episodes is it gonna be Um, and it's in january i think six maybe eight so every week so like a mini season Mm -hmm. in january okay so now we are. I have finished to season seven. Yes. So I feel like I don't know, but it seems like the show has two endings. Like it ends <laughs> at season seven, then it ends at season nine. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was, and it's a six-episode uh, event series, according to this uh, little link here. Um, yeah. So this is what I've been wanting to talk to you about because probably like mid-season six. Um, and and what's cool is that you're watching it for the first time, and you know I'm watching it for the umpteenth time. Um, mid mid season six, you messaged me, you're like, "So what? David the company moved everybody to L.A. and then just quit? What a jerk!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no, it's not like that at all." Because the thing okay. is, okay, go ahead. Because well, years ago when I first discovered podcast, I don't know who I was listening to, what it was, <laughs> but they were explaining that. They were all miserable in Vancouver. That this was like the first show to to do that to to film in Vancouver, uh-huh. right? Was it the first show? I I don't think that's correct, but it's well one of the first. One, it probably was like, the biggest, like the one that brought the most attention to Vancouver. So everybody was miserable, and yeah. but David Duchovny was the only one that could get out of his contract. That Julian Anderson couldn't get out of her contract. Um, I think it was more like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the contracts worked, but okay. So what happened was at the end of, uh, season five, they were about to get this movie and Duchovny was like, Hey, listen, I just got married and I live in LA and I'd really appreciate it if we could, you know, move the production to LA. And I think everybody was, you know, at least in the cast, Agreed. Unfortunately, you know, the crew had to be all, re- you know, they had to have, get a new, a brand new crew um, down in L.A. So a lot of Vancouver folks probably had to move on to other things. Um, so so once they moved to L.A., you know, this is the beginning of season six. And uh, like you like, you know, that at the, at the end of season seven, um, Duchovny you know that was the end of the company's uh contract i believe um 
and uh, I think it was the end of Jillian. So I, I, I think I read somewhere basically that uh, Jillian just signed on, you know, for more. Yeah, I believe the actors sign on for seven seasons. Yeah. Like, that's why Buffy ended at season seven. Right. Because Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gellar didn't want to re-up her contract. So maybe with them moving from Vancouver down to uh, L.A., maybe she was satisfied with going on for more seasons. Julian mm-hmm. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, could be. Um, all I know is that, like, you, you were saying that the company left you know, kind of like had them all move and then left. The thing was that they they were planning on ending the show at the end of season seven. And after seeing Requiem, like you can pretty much tell that this was probably where the, sh- I mean, except for, all right, this is spoilers for <laughs> anybody who hasn't watched to the end of season seven. I'd say, except for the stuff where, uh, Scully is actually pregnant. Uh, I think that's when they, <laughs> That stuff they kind of added on when they realized they were moving on to another season. They wanted something they could add to it uh, and, and, you know, bring us back to the next season. Mulder's missing and also Scully's pregnant? How? Oh, yeah, because I definitely, I definitely <laughs> wanted to watch season eight yeah. after seeing that. And, but I held back. So, okay, don't answer any of these questions, but, okay, so how <laughs> yes, is Scully no, pregnant? Yes, no, no, yes, no. <laughs> How is she pregnant? Because, yes, in that episode, All Things, mm-hmm. at the beginning, it looks like they were together, but but that episode was all about choosing different, making different decisions. Yeah. And I apologize I if you hear was, a three-year-old crying in the background. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Or it's a... It's, uh, we're casual here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So, um, that episode, that was, well, maybe she had, if, you know, if, if, if her path would have taken her this way, if her path would have taken her mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard people say, so Mulder and Scully have been having a relationship this whole time, but it just hasn't been on screen. We just mm-hmm. don't know it. Um, so I cannot wait to find out. And and she wasn't abducted because she was abducted before and had a baby. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, okay. She got she got her eggs taken, I believe. Okay. And then they, you know, they created Emily. Um, so there's no way that she was abducted and inseminated or whatever. Right. I that, don't know. That what do you we think? know of on screen. <laughs> this could have happened off screen. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and list. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say that in all things, it, it is kind of ambiguous. You see at the beginning of the episode, like I said to you at Facebook, uh, the the teaser that blew everybody's mind, <laughs> which is like Mulder lying in bed and Scully like kind of you know getting herself all adjusted and dressed uh, in the bathroom, Mulder's bathroom before leaving. But you see at the end of all things um, that uh, Scully's just really tired and Mulder pulled a blanket up to her and uh, he could have just like left her there and went to bed. And then she got up and then was just kind of getting herself all adjusted. But she's literally pulling her shirt down as the show starts. So you're like, 
Was her shirt, like, was she just, like, you know, fluffing out her shirt, straightening out wrinkles or whatever? Or was she actually pulling her shirt on as we fade into the show? <laughs> Which means maybe uh, Scully woke up and was like, oh, Mulder took care of me. I love him so much. I'm going to go crawl in bed with him. <laughs> and then, baby. You know, I don't, I don't know. You'll, 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 you'll see, I guess. <laughs> the, show, the show is masterfully, the show has masterfully, given us episodes where it satisfies us mm-hmm. to the point of uh you know the boulder scully will they won't they mm-hmm. in a way it's satisfying enough to be entertaining but yet you want them to get together and it really hasn't because i think listening to the writers on the uh x-files files podcast yeah with the kumail newman johnny uh interviewing them it sounds like that was they could not let them get together because the show would die because that up until recently shows have been letting the characters get to get you know bones and Mm -hmm. uh castle yeah now these days they let the characters get together but back then they thought that it was suicide Mm -hmm. for the show it's a moonlighting curse yeah (laughs) But you know they're, mov- they're moving. They're moving towards a uh, a Duchovny departure, and uh, and uh, they're like, well, let's give them let's give them a little bit more. You know, uh, you know, it's up to you whether or not you think at this point that they actually sealed the deal off camera or what's going on. But um, they're definitely closer in this season than they've ever been before. Yeah, because in that episode, or maybe in the uh, one before, like she hugs him, and it's such a intimate. It's not just a coworker hug; it's a yeah. very loving hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, and and another thing, they uh, David Duchovny requested before. Um, he left that he wanted to get the Samantha thing wrapped up. Now, what did you think about all that? <laughs> uh, the Starlight people was, came for Samantha it, because uh, she was in deep pain and being experimented on. <laughs> okay. It was a very uh, sentimental and sappy episode. <laughs> yeah. To where I, I, I mean, it was fine. It had to. It, it was something that needed to be done. Right. <laughs> and like, uh, I think it was Darren Morgan said that, you know, it was up to Chris Carter to to decide how that wrapped up. He could have decided that. Oh, listen to the. Did you hear that? That he could have just. One of the options was that Mulder killed his sister, and right. that this is just. Uh, you know, the way he's rationalized his, you know, everything. Because that's really interesting about how the writers say, you know, you're, when you're a staff writer, you have no control. After what you write, it could be years later interpreted in different ways. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that would have been a really bizarre ending. But then again, you know, if that happened and then somebody said, well, we were considering Starlight Children <laughs> taking them away, um, maybe that wouldn't have been, that would have been considered weird as well. Yeah. I just think season seven was really, really weak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's uh, it, it had its ups and some severe downs. I mean, Fight Club, uh, first person shooter, um, those just were pretty terrible. But, yeah, like they're bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're bad quality. But okay, and like you said, we were expecting a season or an episode to grab us, just like how in Buffy you're watching along and you're like yeah this is fun this is silly this is okay and then when you get to surprise and innocence you're like oh my, I cannot stop watching I have to watch right. and there is, there is nothing like that but you know season one and I have to disagree when Kumail and Emma Caulfield were talking about and reminiscing about early X-Files mm-hmm. saying that it didn't age that it held up well I think the first couple of seasons are kind of dated. Oh, yeah. And are hard for people these days to get into. Just like these days, there is a mystery. And there is a... uh, uh, What is it? There's like... It gives you three options. And two of them are... um, Oh, you mean like red herrings? Red herrings, that's the word I couldn't remember. Yeah, <laughs> and then it ends up being something you totally didn't see coming. But most of the time, because you watch television, you know which one it is. It's the least possible one right. or whatever. Like, it's there's such a uh, uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. But with X-Files, it, it almost like it almost begins in the middle or at the end of the mystery. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a mystery like we're used to today. And I think the first couple of seasons, and also some are better than others. And you have, like, the ones that Morgan and Wong wrote, or Darren Morgan wrote, that are excellent. But there are some that are weak. And I know that they didn't have the money or whatever, but it does, season four... And five and six are fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Like there is, there's, there's not a bad episode. I don't think in those seasons. Well, <laughs> uh, all right. Let me see. I just ran. Now right you're challenging me. <laughs> I ran right past them and didn't notice them. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think the movie really. It's almost like how you say that Once More with Feeling is so good mm. because it picks up, it, it fits in so well with the narrative of the season with all the characters and everything. I think the movie, like if I was to watch the X-Files movie by itself, it would be non-remarkable. I wouldn't, you know, I would <laughs> yeah. just, it would be, it would just be a movie. But because, like that was impor- apparently important to some people <laughs> that I just didn't get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? 
Well, like if I was a person that never watched the X Files to watch that movie, I'd be like, uh, "All right, so that that supposedly meant a lot to people that I, you know, that was a fun that was a fun ride, but there was more to that that you know there was history there that I I'm not understanding at all." Yeah. So, um, so I did uh, post. Uh, I guess these are spoilers <laughs> in that Facebook thread. Some articles about some casting announcements at the time. Um, I don't know if you knew about any of that, or what, for, what do you mean for season eight? Nah, I don't know. Which I didn't read. Okay. I didn't read it. Well, they were looking for somebody to take Mulder's place. On the X-Files. Okay. Did you know about this? Did you know that there's a new lead character coming into the show? Oh, yes. Doggett? Yeah, Agent John Doggett. Played by... And I know... Robert Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine how it must have felt watching this live... Being so invested, having this like squee-worthy season with Mulder and Scully, and then have Mulder abducted, and they're like, "Yeah, we're coming back," and we got the Terminator who's going to be taking Mulder's place. Um, yeah, I guess they they tested um, Bruce Campbell, um, Hart Bachner, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, and they finally uh, decided to pick uh, Robert Patrick. As, and uh, Chris Carter says here in the article that I found, uh, it says he's not a replacement for David. He's a new character coming in. So. Okay, so <laughs> I see why the casting of it, because he's a sci-fi person. He's known mm-hmm. from Terminator. Terminator, yeah. Yeah, so he's a movie actor. Is now doing television. I mean, I can see that, but you're not going to, you know, how is he going to be with Julian Anderson? Is there going to be the, you know, the, the. Are these questions you don't want answered? Right. (laughs) Don't answer. Okay. I just, this is what I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see if they have chemistry and he seems too old to be a love interest in which I am completely okay with it <laughs> with being platonic yeah because all these after all these years i'm so tired of of course the female has to be attracted to the male you know what no she doesn't right, <laughs> right. so i can't wait to see if they have a special relationship like Mulder and scully mm-hmm. um and I can't wait to see, are they the X-Files still, you know, without, without Mulder? Mulder? Yeah. That's the, that, he's the X-Files. Yeah. Scully is just his... Um, well, what do you think? Just from knowing this character for seven seasons of Scully, do you think Scully is going to just move on? <laughs> or is he, she like... Uh, holy crap, my uh, best friend and uh, possibly more than that has been taken away by aliens according to my trusted boss uh, uh, A.D. Skinner which by the way, that's, 
Skinner scene at her bedside. I was like, oh, Skinner. Yeah. I forgot about it. He gets all like weepy and stuff. Um, saying that he lost him. Oh. Um, do you think that she's going to hold the torch? Or is she going to try to move on? I think so because I think she has seen enough. Just like in Requiem mm-hmm. when she was taken up in the um, <laughs> force field. That was freaky. Hopefully that baby was alright after that. Uh. Oh. <laughs> but um I mean, yeah, she did stand on top of a UFO um, in the season premiere, which uh, did, that thing like pulled itself out of the ground and took off, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think well, so. I, I just all of a sudden thought, why didn't she get back down to that? I think it's because it's, it's gone. That was in Africa. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so you have two more seasons to go and a movie. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm ready to watch right alongside with you in my rewatch. Um, I'm excited. We have lost some people that are not uh, part of the X-Files anymore, like uh, Duchovny, like uh, Rob Bowman, I believe, uh... What, did he leave to go uh, make the Daredevil movie? Uh, or No, he made Elektra. Um, he made. Uh-huh. He also made Reign of Fire, and I think that was around this time. But he, he said in uh, like a behind-the-scenes that he just didn't know what more he could do for this show. Than he, that he's already... Like, he's explored everything that he's wanted to explore. And he's... But, so, obviously, of course, you know. His and, contract. But. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know this guy is on. He, I, I'm I'm actually uh, uh, rewatching Next Generation, and he was doing Next Generation episodes before the X Files, so I'm sure he's ready to move on to uh, bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's so some... like what what did the company do after this? What what did he leave to go do? Mm. <laughs> um, I. Th- I think he did some more movie stuff, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, pull, I'm pulling up articles, and there are there are there is some stuff about um, there is some stuff about uh, contract stuff. Mainly, uh, he discovered that they were making a lot of money off of the X Files that they were not sharing with the company, the star of the show, or one of the stars of the show. And so he was he he was filing some lawsuits as well. Uh, let's see. What do you mean, like uh, licensing? Like what? Uh, like the network was making a lot of money. Yeah, the uh, yeah, where was it? I just saw it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I had it up, but it's gone. Um, oh, and uh, Robert Patrick was actually at this time just on The Sopranos, so he was getting his acting chops over there before heading over to the X Files. So, 
There's that. Uh, Chris Carter says, The future is something we're thinking about. Neither Jillian nor David have a contract for the ninth year. Right now, it's too early to start talking about their participation. So, yeah, he's just looking forward to the ninth year even, you know. So maybe they were expecting Duchovny to come back. Like maybe he realized how much money they were making if he was started asking for a lot more money and they wouldn't couldn't agree on a contract and yeah and the, i mean the tv guy released a uh put a did a cover story which you know i i'd been trying to track down because it was released around june of that year and it's uh, it, it shows uh Duchovny in some chains with a key in his mouth and it says molder unchained Duchovny returns for another year of the x-files which makes no sense because he's abducted. So <laughs> I don't know where they got that from. Maybe they released that too soon or something. Um, so they thought that he was going to come back to season eight. Maybe I or shouldn't talk any more about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you discover it as you're going along. <laughs> But let's okay. just say, if he did come back, they'd probably need to pay him some more money. <laughs> um, but yeah, around this time, he starred in uh, Return to Me, and then he did Evolution and Zoolander. Those movies. Return to me. Oh, okay. Mini Driver. And then, didn't he like write and direct House of D? Yeah, that's 2004. As well as uh, Trust the Man, which was in 2005. Trust oh, the Man. Oh, wait. No, he didn't He didn't write and direct that. What am I thinking of? I must, I must have some D. Must be just House to D. Anyway. <laughs> and then the TV set. Yep. I have not I need seen to watch that. that one. Oh, I remember things we lost in the fire. Directed and written by Jake Kasdan. That might be good. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he didn't do anything for... He didn't do much for a while. After what? The Joneses? Or are you talking about... Yeah, I guess that's when Californication... Californication, exactly. He was on that show for seven years. (laughs) So, uh... And I worked my way through all those episodes, too. Which was fun at times. Uh, it's a little... It's a little... Uh, it's a little douchey at times, though. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And, uh... What? Smoking Man is, uh... Is dead? Do you think he's dead? <laughs> oh, oh, they pushed him down the stairs... She, she got Krychek out, out of prison yep. and pushed him down the stairs. Yep. Um, what does CGB stand for? Yeah, I don't think there's. it's ever explained. <laughs> okay. It's just to insinuate that he's got a high rank in this weird... No, I think that's his actual name. CGB oh. is his first first and middle name, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know what it stands for, though. And that was kind of an enjoyable little episode, him and Scully on the road trip. That was, that was okay. 
Yeah. And uh, he did that. So that was that was uh, he wrote William B. Davis wrote that episode. Um, it was cool. I mean, they it was they were all going out. I mean, they were wrapping up Samantha. Duchovny got one more episode. Jillian got to write and direct an episode. Uh, William B. Davis got to write an episode. It was uh, it was a nice little. Uh, I mean, even though some of the episodes are pretty unremarkable. They were doing a little uh, victory lap before heading out, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, a nice way to wrap up the the series. Vince Gilligan had some great episodes in there. Um, uh, the J- genie episode was pretty pretty good. I, yeah, and uh, yeah, Mulder actually got a genie in that episode, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah, and I love that the show. It addresses all these little things, and then in the finale, in Requiem, he gets uh, audited. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's just that's a great series finale concept, you know. Like, hey, you've been really. Yes. And it's amazing. Okay, well, one thing, it's amazing that they got all those. Or the, were those all the same actors from the pilot? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Billy Miles, uh, the, sh- the Billy's father. Um, the uh, Teresa Neman, yeah, those are all the that same actors. That was a great, you know, just circle that it uh-huh, made. Uh-huh. And Chris Carter's voice is exactly the same. <laughs> like in that episode, you know, that's a Chris Carter episode. It just has the feel, yeah, of the pilot and all of his episodes. It's a, it's a very serious mm. tone. Um. Yeah, it's funny. It's like uh, he turns a lot of people off because he's not like these one of these like he's not the most like I mean, he's a very he's very much in his own head and uh, yeah. And when I found out he's a journalist, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, he's a very I don't know. It's a very um, I can't explain, but it's just a right to the point, no frills, mm-hmm. just. Econ- economic, maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's got a very specific feel to his episodes. And it's cool. I mean, he and Duchovny like are neighbors to this day. <laughs> and, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, so they have a really good relationship on on steering the ship of the X Files. It's just that you know, like I said, like uh, they they the the I I think Fox and uh, the you know. Of the production company were not giving the company as much of the profits as you know. Unfortunately, the money wasn't working out. And so, was he a producer? I, I don't know. Maybe because it seems like he had a lot of input on yeah. the show. Yeah, he did, and was not being and and I can understand that. You know, you feel like you're putting the work in and you're not being paid for it. So, right. Yeah, you feel it, like it's partly your show. On. You know, on first hearing of that, you immediately are like, oh, egotistical star of the show, wants more money, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, you know, he's writing, he's helping writing some of the episodes, helping steer the ship, um, mm-hmm. and is in every episode. Um, yeah. So he and it's a, this, hu- a huge show. With a it's hit, huge. huge hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, if it wasn't for, uh, 
X Files, the show, the network would be known for like you know Married with Children and The Simpsons, I guess. You know, so yeah, <laughs> that's true. And and you know, like these days, like Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey are executive producers on season two of True Detective, right. just because they had to pay them so much money to be in season one. You know, so mm-hmm. these days there are actors who are given producer credit and money for they're not really participating in the show put right. it, you know so yeah he should have been and you know they, they it's like basically what happened was that they they said all along we're we're ending the season we're ending the season and then they start getting towards the end of the season and fox fox was like no we we want more seasons. <laughs> it's doing so well. And uh, I, they must have made uh, Chris Carter an offer because Chris Carter was planning on ending the season. He was staring it in that direction. But uh, and then all of a sudden Carter was signed on and then Jillian was signed on. So Dick Coveney was like, hey, what? <laughs> uh, I thought we were ending. I wanted to go do more movies, you know. I wanted to be in a movie with Minnie Driver. <laughs> I want to be in Ghostbusters 3, uh, uh, a.k.a. uh, Evolution. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie before. No. It's Uh -uh. Ivan Reitman. It is essentially Ghostbusters versus the aliens. It's, uh, For a guy who wants to distance himself from uh, sci-fi, he got right in. But maybe he got into that for the comedy aspect. He wanted to be in an Ivan Reitman comedy film. Yeah. Well, we should wrap up. We've, yeah, we've sorry. Bored enough people. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Next time when we get back to this, um, Desiree will be with us and we'll talk about the whole season. Yes. You mean like the whole series? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was checking my Facebook. What is going on? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking out the X-Files with me, Robin. Oh, no problem. So, uh, what am I supposed to say? I'm supposed to say... Tune in! <laughs> Tune in and rock up. up. <laughs> no. uh, Watch the skies for the signs of things? Or? Oh, and you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash deafsmith. Oh. Do you even go on Twitter even, anymore, Robin? If you want to see what I'm watching... <laughs> Or listening to, follow me at twitter.com slash lrobinero. But if you want to hear uh, uh, me and Steph uh, a lot more, uh, I would suggest subscribing to the iZombie podcast and following us um, twitter.com slash iZombie podcast. Yes, and uh, join our Facebook group, iZombie podcast, because. Uh, I still need to watch those the panels from Comic Con, <laughs> and uh, you can join our group. What's on with Steph and Des? Just search for it on Facebook and uh, email us at what's on television at gmail dot com or leave us a voicemail at eighty five TV Rocks three. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Probably not next week, but in a couple of weeks, <laughs> hopefully. Thanks. The end of season nine. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> With 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.